This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Joining us on a Zoom call today, we have the Annapolis Rotary, and these guys do this on purpose just to mess with us, but we have Shara Howie and Shara Hutzel, okay? And they had to have the alliteration in the names. Both of these ladies are with the Annapolis Rotary, and it is a special year for the Annapolis Rotary. But first of all, welcome on to the podcast, Shara and Shara. How are you guys today? We're good. Thank you. Thanks, John. You guys are celebrating the big year this year, right? Yes. It's the Rotary's 100th birthday. 100th birthday. You guys don't look a day over 35. That's uh, Thank you. I wanted to back that down a little bit. I was, I was going to go with like, you know, another number, but I said, no, we're going to go 35 and be safe here. But, <laughs> oh, no. So his first thought wasn't 35, Shara. What does that well, say about it? I, I just say we're going to roll with that because this is a podcast. We're rolling with it. Sees our faces. <laughs> but 100 years, I mean, and to be honest with you, I'll show you a little bit of my ignorance. And I didn't realize that I know Rotary is an international organization, but I didn't realize that it was that old of an organization, much less the one that's right here in Annapolis. So when did you guys get founded? So this club was founded in 1921. The actual birthday is February 11th. No pressure on getting this edited. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, And it started with seven members. And in uh, 2021, we were up to a little over 140 members. Wow. And you guys are one of two rotaries in town. Um, You've got the Annapolis Rotary and you do have the Parole Rotary and you guys have different initiatives. I I will say that without you guys and collectively, uh, this town would be a lot worse off than it is. You know, the Rotary itself, I did a quick little wiki search, was founded in Chicago in 1905. And if you say you were 1921, you guys are probably one of the original clubs, weren't you? Well, we certainly were, I feel like, in the first wave, you know, I think in that 20 years. That's crazy. It started here in the United States, that it did expand quite a bit within the United States. Well, I'll tell you, a 100th birthday is just as big, if not bigger, than a 35th birthday like you guys just recently celebrated. So what... What is I love that we're going with that? Yeah, but what 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 is the Rotary doing? I mean, I, I can't imagine you're going to let 2021 go by, COVID or not, without celebrating this gigantic milestone for what the club is. Yeah, actually, we've got many many things scheduled for this year. COVID put a bit of a cramp on it, um, only because we didn't know where we were going to be in 2021 we did it and we and we still don't exactly know you know where we're going to be however you know with the vaccinations and uh moving forward on all that one of the biggest things we're going to do and this is for the club itself is a centennial celebration that's happening on september 25th um it was originally scheduled for may uh we did kind of take a step back and and say maybe because We want this truly to be a celebration for the club. We're so used to doing things for every, you know, for the community, raising money for whatever. We kind of decided we really wanted to have a celebration for ourselves. Now, us being Rotary, uh, that's also now morphed into fundraising for uh, the community as well. But on September 25th, we're going to have an outdoor event. 
at the Charles Carroll House grounds, uh, right behind St. Mary's School on Black Creek. We're just, we're super excited about that. We think that's going to be a great way to really celebrate all the accomplishments that the club has done uh, in this past hundred years. Now, is that going to be a gala, like the typical gala that you guys would have? Yeah, we're shying away from the gala term because we want it to be a lot more accessible than that. We want it to be, and it's not just for Rotarians. Um, We are going to open it up to the public, our partners, our, you know, the people we've worked with in the past. You know, we do have a cap on how many we can take, but uh, we are going to open it up to the public because we, the club has touched so many people in our area. You know, we've made so many relationships um, and we've helped so many people. So um, we are going to open that up. I will say that you guys are known for the Crab Feast, which is 75, 75 years. And we'll be celebrating 75 this year. 74 years of a crab feast and one year of a crabs to go. Um, and you guys did an, a fantastic pivot on that. The other thing that I really see a lot of you guys, and you know, I, I know I know that the Pearl Rotary has their books for international goodwill and whatnot, but you guys have really partnered up together with the little free the free little library and also the scholarships that you provide to our you know our local students that are going to school. And I know that uh, the scholarships are kind of open right now. And, you know, year after year after year, you're able to take the the money that you raise or the services that you provide, throw them right back into the community. And I think that's just something incredible. And, and it really goes to the motto of Rotary International, service above self. I mean, that's – which sort of ties into exactly what you were saying, Shara, and that, you know, we're always used to doing something for somebody else. But now, you know, at 100 years, we want to we, – you know, let's celebrate ourselves. And I think that's very admirable. Well, we also want to make sure too. So yes, we are having a celebration and and yes, and it's hard for Rotarians to celebrate themselves. Like it's hard. And so we're striving to make sure that they understand that this is a celebration for them. However, the Rotarians really, really are always above about service above self. So, um, so it, we definitely want to make sure that all year long we are celebrating all of our community partners and, and making sure that, that we are putting the spotlight on other people as well. So um, we're trying to do that in a couple of different ways. More fun things that we're doing is we're going to start a social media campaign. Um, it'll actually start um, next week um, after the official celebration. But we are just reaching out to the different um, organizations that have received um, grants from us and have them just create a little video showing us and telling us what they were able to do with the money so that we can then celebrate them as well. Um, And we'll be putting those out throughout the year just so that, you know, again, we want to make sure that other people, um, we we want them to understand that, yes, we just turned a hundred, but we want them to celebrate um, all the other community partners as well. That would take a lot of bandwidth on Facebook and Twitter when you get all these people telling all the good that they've been able to do with what you guys have done if they can keep it to 30 seconds to one minute. So <laughs> wish me luck with that. <laughs> well, what what all else is involved? Do you guys have on the agenda, if you will, for the 100th year? I know I think I saw something about putting up a flagpole. Yeah, we're, we've um, located the site uh, on Westgate Circle, right there at the top of um, Inner West Street. And there's a small park on the outside of that circle 
that it has the, I think it's called the Bermundi statue. It's the it's yes, yes, arts and yeah, that it, that Italian guy that showed up one day. Italian guy, yeah, <laughs> arts and entertainment district, but also it's where twenty five years ago, for our seventy fifth anniversary, Rotary uh, buried a time capsule there to be opened in another seventy five years. So um, the city, we were working with the city to erect a flagpole there in the same area. And we are uh, as well uh, starting a, a fundraising campaign to pay for that and hopefully for um, money to be given out as grants uh, in a brick brick raising fund, a brick, brick fundraiser. A, a, uh, you know, you can buy a brick with your loved one's sure. name on it, your family's name, whatever, and they'll be um, laid in that area. Fantastic. Well, that puts uh, sort of bookends Annapolis, the historic Annapolis with flagpoles. You've got Memorial Circle down by City Dock, and then you've got the entrance to downtown, really, which is at the uh, Westgate Circle, which would be there. That's a fantastic idea there. And I'll definitely buy a brick, so I'll have to make sure I do that. I, it'll go with my one at the library. You will so. be first on our list to call. <laughs> I, we, we already talked about that. I don't want to be first. Give me second or third on the list. And I'll be, uh, okay. I'll, I'll All be right. Done. That's a deal. We are working on a rotary history book um, that will be available for sale. The, many of you probably know Ron Baradell, um, local bon vivant and <laughs> attorney and uh... Uh, very involved. Ron's a past president as well of the club and uh, very involved. And he's kind of taken over this project of writing a rotary history book. So um, it's in the, it's in process of being written. Um, we hope to publish it by the end of the year. Um, but from what I understand, it is, it's delightful. It's not just, you know, Rotary did this, Rotary did that. I think it's a, it's kind of a verbal or a written telling of, of not only the Annapolis Rotary Club, but kind of our, our wonderful area that we live in. I imagine over a hundred years, you got a bunch of great characters that have come in and out of the Rotary. Absolutely. So. <laughs> That, that, that would be fantastic. Okay, so now I need to start my top 10 gifts for Christmas 2021 list. Okay, with the Annapolis Rotary History Book, which hopefully will be out by the end of the year. John, for Christmas, you need to buy the Annapolis Rotary History Book, and you need to buy the uh, Annapolis Greens Crab Compost that comes out of the crab leavings from the crab feast. Right. That was, that, that was, that was great compost. Actually, I bought a bag two years ago because they didn't do it this year. They ended up doing pumpkins this year, I think, because you guys were, uh, did the crabs to go and you guys really pivoted really well on that. And, uh, as, as everybody did with everything, I mean, you sit there and look and go like, oh my gosh, how, um, how are we going to do this? And I think that's great to see that, um, everybody's been able to do that. The history book on my list for the end of the year, I'll definitely keep a lookout for that. Um, but now, Shara, you had mentioned this time capsule that was put in 25 years ago. I mean, have, how long have you guys been involved with Rotary, each of you? And, and what's your role within the Annapolis Rotary? We're bookends as well. So I joined in 2000 and Cher? I joined in 2020 in the middle of COVID. 
So we each have a little bit of a different story. Um, I have been familiar with Rotary for many, many years. In my past um, job, you know, with one of the local hotels in town, I was working with the Rotary, with their fundraisers and and their holiday party. And of course, knowing Shara, I guess we should say Shara and I worked together for many, many years. So um, I knew Shara, of course, I volunteered at the Crab Feast. So I was sort of all around Rotary. Um, But now I can say I'm officially a member, which is awesome. Um, So my role right now is I'm on the PR marketing committee. Um, I am also co-chairing with Shara for the Centennial Celebration. Um, And then I am also going to be the co-chair for the 2022 Black Tie and Diamonds, which is our annual fundraiser besides the Crab Feast. Right. And what and do you have a role? Are you the assistant grand poobah or the grand poobah of the Rotary? (laughs) Oh, Shara. Not me, but Shara has. Shara has worn many, many, many hats, including the president of the Rotary and running the Crab Feast. But now she can tell you what she's doing. Yeah, I um, currently, well, I'm in, I am in charge of the entire centennial celebration year. So within that is the centennial celebration, which Shara, she says we're co-chairing. I think she's actually chairing it all by herself because I'm kind of done that to her but um so i'm overseeing everything that's happening for the centennial uh year of rotary which includes now the celebration uh the brick fundraiser the flagpole project we're working on an international project and when i say international you're going to think because we're where we are i'm talking overseas or something like that but what we're what we're kind of trying to work on is to have an international project that affects our immediate area. And Rotary's big, Rotary International's big uh, pushes, big focuses, you know, are water, shelter, food, you know, that that's the things that they focus in on. So we're trying to kind of focus that as well on something we can do perhaps with the Chesapeake Bay, perhaps with homelessness in our area, perhaps perhaps the food shortage, perhaps, you know, but we haven't really settled on that yet, uh, but more to come. Fantastic. Well, I know that the the Rotary, I think I got a press release from you all the other day and said that the Rotary is for people from 30 to 100. And my question is, is do you have somebody that's 100? Or is that that just marketing? (laughs) We did, but unfortunately I, I understand is he is no longer with us. He passed away last year. Yeah. Oh, that's, you know, but that, that certainly does go to speak to the level of dedication that the Rotarians have that somebody would continue probably well beyond retirement uh, in giving, giving back to the community. Well, and John, speaking of that, I mean, I will say one of the things that um, is really important for us to make sure that people are aware is I know that the traditional stereotype of the Rotarian is, you know, an older gentleman in his retired age. Um, And that really has changed. I mean, there are women, um, many, many women, which... Oh my gosh, they, they, they accept women into there? I know. <laughs> it's funny to me, though, that people, some of the older Rotarians will say that they, some of their friends don't even realize that Rotary accepts women. So I find that to be very interesting. Um, but we've had many women presidents. Um, but anyway, and we're also getting working women and working men and people in their 30s and 40s. Um, so it's 
it's just really become a much more diverse group of people than what I think the traditional stereotype is. Well, I think that's ex- <laughs> it's exciting because I think we're also seeing that just society in general has changed. I mean, there's a lot of giving going on. And before we started talking, you know, we talked about some good in COVID. I mean, we're looking at Fiat Anne Arundel and we're looking at some of the different things that have come out and people are helping other people. That's really the bottom line what this is what this is all about and i think that you're seeing as much as us old folks would like to diss on the millennials and the uh whatever the gen that comes after them you know about the the lazy good for nothings uh you know playing video games at home but they really are getting out there they are really um you know to borrow a word from gene deems but you know making a difference in the communities where they are and i mean it could be a gaming community. It could be a physical town community. It could be a, a global community. And uh, that makes perfect sense that you're seeing a younger crowd come in, which is really exciting that, and energizing because that keeps a hundred year organization going well into their second and centennial. We, we also sponsor um, the Rotorat Club, which is um, members 18 to 30, I believe. Um, and so Obviously, we are wanting to um, to foster that that giving mentality at a younger age, and then if we're hoping that when they sort of age out of Rotaract, that they'll just kind of come on into the Rotary Club. What's the difference between a Rotaract and a Rotary? Age is age. that okay? So pretty much, pretty I much, mean, they do the same thing, yeah. but on a smaller scale. Yep. Okay. You know, that was kind of set up for uh, people who were just starting out their careers, coming out of school, coming whatever that. Really, you know, there was a point, I think, that perhaps the dues, you know, what it costs to become a member of Rotary, because we do, our club does lunch meetings every week. So, you know, there's a cost involved in that and whatever. And it was a little bit, and then you have a lot of sweat equity in the club. You know, you do a lot of time. Uh, Rotarians are the biggest donators to their own causes. So, you know, there's financial as well. And I think for... You know, people just starting their careers, um, getting out of college, trying to, you know, get on their feet. They want to give back. They just didn't have the time, the money, the whatever. So that that really was kind of the bridge. We kind of call it our farm league. That's where they start out. You know, the people that want to, like, really get involved in the community. And then they're, they're able to move on up to the Rotary Club if they want. I'll tell you, though, the club itself has, our club, I think, has done an excellent job in kind of, morphing with the times and, and, and what we're doing, because we now have multiple groups of clubs. They're all our same club, but they're various groups. So, you know, our traditional group was the Thursday lunch club. Uh, we met, that's where we did our meetings every Thursday. And, and even when I started in 2000, there were people that said, I'd love to join the Rotary. I can't make a meeting every Thursday. I can't, you know, the, the time, uh, commitments a little too high. So in the past, you know, five, six, seven years, we have made different groups. We now have a breakfast club within our group. We have a happy hour club within our group. Chair, is there any other? No, those are the two main. So, you know, we have the breakfast group and the happy hour group, which meet once a month. But the other great thing is that let's just say, so for instance, I'm a member of the breakfast club. Um, I could, I still have the opportunity if I think once a month isn't quite enough, or I just want to go and have some fellowship and meet other people and, 
you know, just attend another meeting, I can still attend any lunch meeting at any time that I want to go to. So, and I can attend the happy hour meeting if I want. So we're all part of the bigger rotary group, but um, we just have many more opportunities of when we get to meet. It's just allowed people that have different time schedules, have different financial obligations, different whatever to become part as well, because that is also the beauty of Rotary. It is not one thing. I mean, people say, I don't have the time. They're like, okay, then donate your your skills, you know, through whatever your work is, IT, you know, shares event management. Uh, Some people are like, I really want to, you know, be involved, but I I can do it mainly with with my financial means. And and so they do it that way. Some people say, I can't do anything, but boy, I can work hard and I can give you my time and I can whatever. So that is the beauty of Rotary now. There's so many ways to be involved and we welcome them all. That was a question that I that I did have was that you know what what's the time commitment and I knew it was a weekly type of a deal but you guys have really made it very easy because uh, my schedule doesn't allow for a uh, you know seven a.m. breakfast or a noon lunch or a five o'clock happy hour I can pick it up on the other end of that now do do all three of your groups interact I mean Shara I mean you're fairly new do you I mean. I'm going to presume that you probably don't know everybody that's in the club. I mean, you've got a hundred people. Be, be, well, well, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, you've, you've only got the, the breakfast club that you're doing and I keep wanting to sing. Don't you forget about me <laughs> going back into the eighties, but, um, but I imagine that makes it so much easier to be able to meet people. Right. Well, the breakfast club and the happy hour clubs are smaller um, than the traditional lunch club. Now, I will say 2021, of course, there's COVID. So um, I have not been to an actual meeting. Uh, Let's put it this way. Before COVID, I was thinking about joining and I did go to actual in-person meetings and everyone was lovely and very (laughs) welcoming as a as a prospective member. Now that I am a member, I'm seeing everyone's lovely faces on Zoom. And so when you go to the lunch club, um, because there's so many people on it, there's not as much opportunity to talk to everyone and to really get to know everyone. In the breakfast club, it's there's fewer of us and fewer of us even on the Zoom. So we do have an opportunity to speak. People are really great about reaching out and doing just say, you know, saying, hey, let's do a quick one on one because they want to get to know a new person. So that's really nice. Um, but the other really important thing is joining the committees um, that you just get thrown in, which and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a great way. Thrown you, get, in. <laughs> you get thrown in and you and that's when you have the opportunity to meet people because you're working together. And even though we're working together through Zoom. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to the day when I can actually meet these people <laughs> in person. Well, that, that's exciting. Well, I mean, you can get all the information, I'm sure, at the website, which is annapolisrotary.org. Again, your main fundraiser, if you will, the main event that you put in is the Crab Feast. And I think that it's pretty cool how that's evolved. I mean, it's, we're going into the 75th, which will be, I saw the date, August 6th, I think, which is the day always before... Navy football's fan fest. And it always amazes me how I can go into Navy fan fest and not smell like crabs in the stadium. I don't, I don't know how you do it uh, to get that all cleaned up in 18 hours. Um, But it's, you know, you've really evolved that event as well. I know that you've worked with Annapolis green to make that an entirely no waste event, um, which is 
phenomenal considering the location where we are, where we're on the Chesapeake Bay, where everything is evolved around ecology and the health of the bay and everything else. So that's, you know, fantastic. The free little libraries are fairly new. I mean, that's a fairly new thing in the world, but they're also a wonderful thing. That actually was born out of COVID. So essentially what we wanted to do is we wanted to do quick impact. So through the breakfast group, And through during COVID, we decided that we wanted to do these quick impact ideas so that if you can go out and you can clean up Raw Boulevard for two hours, you've done a quick quick impact event. What I'm not 100% sure about is I believe that the little free libraries were already in progress um, when we did come up with these quick impacts. So forgive me if I have my my facts a little bit not correct. Uh, But that is part of... We just wanted to have an impact on the community, of course. Um, and with these quick impacts during COVID, it's a great way for people to be able to see each other, socially distanced, under a mask, um, and still feel like you're doing something um, in the community. So well, one thing nice. one thing I love about that, and, and I remember seeing the first one, I think it was in Eastport, probably seven or eight years ago. And it was a woman that said, hey, you know, we should give books to these kids that are in the neighborhood. I saw this great program called the Little Free Library and my husband or whatever it was built a mailbox with a box on top of it. And that was it. And they they popped up periodically. But when you guys took over, I mean, they, they started popping up all over the place. I know there's one, I pass one every morning when I go down for walk down at the Annapolis Maritime Museum, the park side off of Edgewood Road. I see one there every time. I know they're in Eastport. I know they're pretty much everywhere. And the concept is really great that if, you know, we're all much more rich if we can read. And so you just go in and you see a book. I mean, there's, you know, there's no Dewey Decimal System. There's no, you know, there's no checking out or library cards needed. If you see a book that looks like it might be interested, you take it, you read it at your leisure and bring it back to that library or another library. And it's just wonderful. A couple of things with ours. Um, So each library has a librarian, essentially. Um, And the way that um, these work is that people don't have to give the books back. It's actually theirs. They can keep it if they would like. Um, And then the other thing is they all are, um, it's a, it is sort of like the Dewey Decimal System. They're all cataloged. um, And we each, the librarian goes and can sort of scan, right? How many books are still there? How many books have been taken? And then we have a way to then refill it. So they actually do get um, get seen and get refilled once a week, I believe. Oh, I neat. believe it's once a week, um, and and so it's an it's an ongoing process, and it's all computerized so that we know what types of books are people really interested in, what types of books are doing well at that particular library. And if those types say it's about sports, right? And if sports are doing great at that library, but sports aren't doing great at another one, we can, you know, switch and and make it so that we're really catering towards the books that people in that community want to have. Very cool. Now, do you, do you work with the Parole Rotary and their Books for International Goodwill at all as far as getting some of the books, do you know? or? Yes, yes. I tell you, those things have popped up all over the place. And I think that's just, you know, wonderful. If we can do anything, you look at some of the organizations, you look at STAIR, you look at Seeds for Success and all the great things that they've been doing in the community. And this just certainly supplements this here. Uh, Naples Rotary is always looking for new members, I'm assuming. <laughs> always. Um, and, and how does one go about becoming a member of the Annapolis Rotary? 
the best way is just to come to a meeting. Um, you know, right now it's through Zoom. So, you know, I would say our website will tell you when our meetings are. And we also have a link, you know, an email. I think it goes to the secretary just to say I'm interested in joining the club. They'll invite you to the Zoom meeting now uh, so you can see what's going on. But that's usually the best way, um, you know, come in, meet the people, uh, learn about what we're doing. Um, and then there's just a process after that of after so many times, you have to come so many times, you have to, uh, you know, put in an application. It goes through the process, and then we welcome you in with open arms. We also, I will add, we also have a membership chair. Her name is Liesl, um, and so you would be able to find that information on the website, and she and her email is there as well, so you could always email her, say that you're interested, and she could help you through the process of attending your first meeting. Fantastic. Well, anybody that needs the information, annapolisrotary.org is the place to go. And with us on a Zoom call is Shara Hutzel, past president and uh, wearer of many hats, and Shara Howie, who is aware of one hat now because she's a brand new one at the Annapolis Rotary. And oh, no, she has many. We, she just hasn't told you yet. <laughs> but celebrating 100 years is absolutely amazing. I mean, the Rotary was founded in 1905. The Annapolis Rotary was founded in 1921, February 11th. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes in the next year as you guys celebrate yourself, which you should be doing. The flagpole up at Westgate Circle, the event on September 25th, which I'm everybody's got their fingers crossed that we'll be out of this COVID situation and be able to actually get together and see different events come back to life again. So that's yes, uh, a lot of exciting time for Annapolis Rotary. Are you guys the oldest service organization in town by chance? Do you know? I mean, I know there's a zillion of them. I mean, they've got Zanta and Kiwanis and Elks and all those. I don't know the answer. To no. that. I don't know. I'm sorry. Gotta there get- are there are many very, very good clubs in town. It's not, you know. I mean, does 1921 just seems so, so old and state? I mean, and, and I say that in a very good way. I don't mean that to sound like it's bad, but I mean, that just seems like it would be one of the... Uh, one of the originals, if if not the original, but can we say that we are just for the purposes of this podcast? And <laughs> yeah, then, you know, we'll, you know, we'll fact check ourselves later. You know, there's there's a restaurant in town that does really well, and somebody asked me, said, "Why does he do so well there?" I said, "Because he tells everybody he's the best." Absolutely. You know, it's it's like and so is the road. I, I said he's good, he's solid, but you know, is he the best? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like no, man. I live with a fact checker. I don't think I'm gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna say I'm gonna say we're the best and the oldest, and come join. <laughs> the most recent survey by my mom says I'm the. You know. <laughs> but yes. Shara Howie and Shara Hutzel, thank you very much for your time today. Everybody should go to AnnapolisRotary.org. Find out all the great initiatives that they're doing, especially the ones that are going to be doing this coming year, 2021, as they celebrate their centennial of 100 years. And, you know, personally for me, thank you guys and everybody else in the club, all the Rotarians, for everything that you have been doing for 100 years. And I'm excited to see the the snippets from everybody on – how you guys have impacted their organizations and their communities uh, over the last hundred years. That's last century. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) And we only look 35. That's true. Together, together you're 70. Okay. So you're not even as together. You're not even as old as the organization. This is great. (laughs) 
This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday. 